All right, everybody, I am so fired up. Welcome back to the Frog Logic Podcast. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford here, man. And man, after last week's show with uh, my best friend, uh, the CEO, former Navy SEAL, CIA contractor, Sean Ryan, man, the head of Vigilance Elite, I got to tell you, you guys, the overwhelming response that you showed us was incredible. I can't thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. You guys certainly know how to make us feel loved. Uh, You certainly humble us with the incredible comments that you're sharing with us all over social media, uh, on YouTube. It's just incredible, man. Um, You know, some of the amazing things were just how much people appreciated our relationship, uh, most especially how honest we were with each other and our ability to really dig into some of the hardest things uh, within the human condition that people suffer. And what Sean and I are all about, man, as we said over and over in, in that show, was just how much we want to be able to share with all of you the intensity of our lives, what we experience, what we now come to understand as the human condition, uh, all the critical information we understand about the combat of life and the negative insurgency, and most especially how we can help you uh, better face the combat in your own life. And and I just, it was amazing. Uh, if you, you want to know more about Sean, and once again, please go visit him at VigilanceElite.com. You can follow him on social, all social media platforms. And his YouTube channel is by far one of the best YouTube channels that's out there in the tactical world, hands down. He has over 320,000 followers. Get on board with him. He's incredible. Also, you can jump on my channel. Just search David B. Rutherford, David Rutherford, or Frog Logic. I'll pop right up. Love to have you as a subscriber there. Also, if you could, you know, we would love it if you would subscribe to the Frog Logic podcast. And I'm telling you, you can find us everywhere. We're on every platform, I think. Uh, pretty much, yeah, we're on every platform, aren't we, sweetie? SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Simplecast, iTunes, and YouTube. And you can listen on our website. We have a brand new, beautiful website design, and uh, that's teamfroglogic.com. You can listen there. You can also see all the other types of stuff I'm involved in. If you're not familiar, I'm uh, uh, one of the top motivational speakers in the, in the country. I do about thir- uh, 40 to 50 events a year. Uh, I also am a performance coach, so if you've got a great team that you want to know how to raise the bar for them, you want to know how to take your team to that next level, develop great culture, uh, or you're an individual. I've worked with tons of professional athletes and sports teams. I worked with the 2018 World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, for three years. I worked with uh, the Oregon State Beavers uh, World Series championship year. I worked with uh, the Penn State men's lacrosse team, which I'm a former player of. They made it to the semifinals last year, the NCAA tournament, first time ever. Uh, I've also worked with the UPenn football team. They have two Ivy League championships uh, uh, under my influence or partially my influence. I'm getting a little arrogant there. Sorry about that. And Holt, Rutt, and Holt. Um, but uh, please, if you're, if you're just at all, and you, you just need a little bit of, of information that can help you better sustain, better endure the, the, the pain of life, the suffering of life that we all share, that we all go through, then please, you know, Frog Logic Podcast is the place for you. Our number one mission here is to help introduce you to the human condition across all different kinds of, of, of 
people, right? And that's that's really we all are, are these beautiful individuals with really unique perspectives, and and everybody has just incredible, incredible, incredible stories. And so my job, I believe, is to help people come on the show and give them a platform to discuss, you know, all the things that I try and focus on, which is the ability to embrace fear, the, the ability to forge your self-confidence under constant attack, the, the ability to find and procure and have and be supported by a wonderful team to live the team life. And, and the deeper, more, most important one of, of all of our lives is really, is really to find purpose, to have purpose in your life. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, I got to tell you, the the two guys that I am so blessed to have on today's show uh, are guys that really have, you know, incredible purpose in their lives. And and I'll get to them in just a sec, but I want to set it up. Um, This is the very first of the Frog Logic podcast mobile shows. And this was something that Jonna and I debated doing. You know, originally we really just wanted to have people come into the the studio, um, and and be a, live. You know, one on one. I mean, all the people out there that have done who do this for a living have proven that that is the greatest way to have real genuine rapport. Trust can be established, and you can really dig into the most incredible experiences, the most incredible perception, the most incredible philosophical, metaphysical, theological construct of ideas that uh, any one person can give. It's best to do it in live. Well, guess what? People are super busy in their lives. I mean, in particular, the kind of people that I'm having on today. I mean, these people are uh, moving at a thousand miles an hour every single day. So what we decided was, hey, man, let's just take this thing on the road. And we were able to do that. This is our very first mobile podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube and you just see the placard up with the show description on it, uh, sorry you can't see my uh, ugly face right now. I'm wearing my... uh, uh, banana uh, jammy trunks. I'm wearing a, a raggedy old T-shirt. I'm sitting at my my grandfather's incredible uh, wood carving desk in my in my office space. I'm staring at uh, my uh, World Series baseball and a bunch of pictures of my girls and my beautiful fiancés over there uh, helping me if I need help on any of the the core information that I might forget. Uh, but that's where I'm recording this, So, uh, but this is the intro to it, and we'll get to a video here in a second, and if you want to watch that, go over to YouTube. If not, you just want to listen, hoo-yah-hey, thank you so much. All right, so let me put this in, let me frame this out. So this past week, uh, I was I went up to participate in the Journey Home Project annual fundraiser at the Palm. Now, the Journey Home Project is uh, Char- Mr. Charlie Daniels, Country Music Hall of Famer, uh, country music icon, one of the uh, founding fathers of Southern rock and roll, along with Leonard Skinner, um, which kind of in a bizarre, strange way, uh, through some freak occurrences uh, about five or six years ago, five years ago, I I was introduced to Charlie and his manager, David Corlew, uh, when I was hosting a, a wonderful event by um, Cindy Dietz out in uh uh, Colorado to raise money for the Cindy Deeds for the Danny Deeds scholarship. And Danny was of course, a part of a uh, operation red wing with Marcus and, and, and at this particular event, uh, Charlie showed up to give his support to help Cindy cause she's gold star mom. And, and that's who Charlie is. And I, I, I had the man in stitches. And so after that moment, he made this great offer along with David to, for me to come to Nashville 
and potentially be a part of uh, to to be a part of this their annual event at the Palm Restaurant. And so for the past five years, I've been doing that, and it's been just this wonderful, amazing experience. Uh, the Journey Home Project is this incredible organization. They help uh, about ten different. Um, organizations out there uh, supply money so uh, veterans can get help. They provide scholarships uh, uh, at Fort Campbell for kids. They uh, they help guys get into the shepherd the shepherdsmen program in Atlanta, which is another incredible program out there. I highly recommend if you're struggling with traumatic brain injury, please ch- check this out in Atlanta. The shepherdsmen. All right. Um, they also do incredible one-offs for people all over. They've helped me with a friend of mine who needed to get some hyperbaric treatment, uh, down here in Florida and, and the list goes on and on. And, and Charlie has been one of the greatest advocates for veteran of, of any superstar I think I've ever met in my life. I mean, the guy is totally committed. He has something like eight deployments downrange doing USO type events overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan, along with David and his manager has gone with him. And these people truly care about veterans. So this past uh, September 10th, we went up. We had this incredible event at the Palm, which, by the way, we were able to raise about $200,000 in one night at the Palm. Incredible. So much fun. I, I co-hosted the event with Stormy Warren, uh, the the head host over at at um, um, the highway on Sirius XM. Right. Country music station and Stormy. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for for hopping on with me and, and, and helping or I should say me helping you. Uh, but we have a, a lot of fun, incredible time. We have some incredible donors out there. Donnie Mingus, uh, um, uh, the Daniels from Daniel Defense. Uh, so uh, so many people out up in, in Nashville get on board with this event and, and make incredible donations. So thank you. Anyways, so this year. David was able to get out there and bring in some incredible guests. Uh, I had the incredible opportunity to introduce General Flynn. He came in his insane schedule. Uh, he was able to fly in for and to participate. Uh, uh, my good friend uh, Mark Ozgeist uh, of, of the Benghazi incident, who I worked with at the CIA, incredible, was able to show up. Uh, and then uh, we had uh, Mr. Bernie Carrick, uh, the police comm- former police commissioner, uh, during 9-11. Uh, now, Bernie and I have developed a friendship over the last few years because he's participated in, in the Journey Home Project. And I'll tell you what, one of the most fascinating guys you've ever met in your life. So Bernie showed up, but this time was a little bit different. If you've been paying attention whatsoever at all about what's been going on in the news, especially within the SEAL teams, there's no doubt in my military mind that you understand and are aware of uh, the Eddie Gallagher case. And if you're not, well, let me explain. So Eddie Gallagher was a platoon chief at SEAL Team 7. They were overseas and operating a few years back. And there was an incident where they got into a huge gunfight, dropped some bombs, and an ISIS terrorist uh, had been uh, mortally injured, and his platoon brought the guy over, and they treated the guy, and the guy ended up dying. Well, fast forward, some of the guys within his platoon, in Eddie's platoon, came out and said that Eddie had wrongfully murdered that ISIS terrorist, if you can believe that. These junior guys in his platoon had come out and said, 
Eddie Gallagher wrongfully murdered this guy and he should be held, brought up on murder charges. And the next thing you know, this thing blew up where Eddie was snatched out of uh, um, his brain treatment up at uh, in Norfolk. Uh, his kids were taken out of their homes in their underwear at gunpoint from NCIS. And he was thrown in the brig without any due process whatsoever. Now, if you remember, maybe you do, you don't, but Marcus, I, and the wizard, we interviewed Andrea, his beautiful, incredible, dedicated, strong wife, uh, along with his brother, Sean, uh, last year uh, in an amazing interview, her first interview on the news or on a, on a show. And we got the, the inside scoop as to what this atrocity was all about. Well, during this whole thing, last February, um, Bernie Carrick was following it and tracking it. And before you know it, he had made contact with Andrea. And Andrea, and he's going to talk about this here in a little bit, but more. And then they got together and Bernie was able to come in and say, hey, listen, your legal team right now stinks. I think you need to shift. So Andrea said, all right, what do we do? Bernie comes on board, gets this guy, Tim Peoria, awesome attorney. And then they brought in Mark Mukasey and Mark's. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mark, Mark's one of the president, uh, President Trump's attorneys. He's been in, uh, he worked for uh, the Ninth District as a district attorney for a long time. His father is the former uh, attorney general for Bush Sr. I mean, this guy is, is uh, you can't find a more hardcore attorney than Mark is out there. Well, Bernie was able to assemble this incredible legal team, and uh, Eddie Gallagher was acquitted, in, I think, April and May. And thank God, because, you know, it just it just will blow your mind. Dig into the case and what you're going to find. Even one of the guys that uh, testified was like, no, I'm the guy. I put my thumb over his, his cricothyroid of me. I snuffed him out. He's Eddie didn't even touch him. And, and, and it just all was a sham. I mean, you got to dig in. If you want to see the most uh, um, incredibly lack of justice that you've ever seen just dig into the eddie gallagher case well so on on monday night when i got up there i was able to go to dinner with eddie and andrea birdie and and david corlew and gets to spend some time with eddie and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life not only because he's a fellow teammate he's part of the brotherhood but just to hear his perspective to hear his beautiful perspective on god's and you know god's oversight the strength that was in him, the strength that's in his wife, the strength that's in his family, and how that just bled off into all these amazing people who got behind him and got him acquitted from these horrific false charges that were brought up against him for being a warrior, for going overseas and doing the job that he was asked to do on the ninth deployment of his life. I mean, if when you just try and wrap your mind around it, if you don't get somewhat annoyed or incensed, then, uh, man, unbelievable. I don't know why you wouldn't, but that's your, your prerogative. So what I decided is, man, we're going to start out the Frog Logic mobile podcast, and we're going to go up and try and get an interview with Eddie and Andrea. Unfortunately, he's still in the military, so he wasn't able to do that. Hopefully, uh, we can get an interview with him once he gets out and have a sit down, and he... He can uh, share with us, you know, everything that went down. And, and man, it would be an amazing opportunity. I'm going to try and make that happen. But I figured the next best thing would to bring Bernie Carrick on and Mark Mukasey. And, and to get these guys on, not only to talk about Eddie's case and how it happened and what, what the effects and the emotional components of it and the human condition within it, but also to give some thoughts about 9-11. 
uh, because the following day was 9-11. And this was a powerful moment because everybody at this event, every single person in there, from the 5th Group Commander to General Flynn, the 5th Group guys in there, to the Navy SEALs that were in there, to Mark, you know, that um, Oz that was in there, to Bernie, to Charlie, to everybody that was supporting this event, man, 9-11 changed all of our lives. So uh, I, that's what this show is about. And, I, and I'm telling you, you're going to dig it. Um, and, and before we get into it, I just want to take a quick second and I want to talk about my incredible sponsors. Um, you know, these, these two organizations, they, they've gotten behind me for long periods of time. They believe in the show. They believe in the content I'm putting out. And I guess can't thank them enough. Starting out on it. Uh, if you're familiar with on it, which I'm sure you are, uh, Aubrey Marcus, incredible con, uh, um, company out there providing supplements, uh, in every type of, they, they have training, they support fighters. Uh, they sponsor the Joe Rogan show. They sponsor the fighter and the kid. Um, I mean, these guys are all over the place. And the reason they are is because they, they created incredibly uh, high-functioning uh, products that work. And what I typically get on is I talk about their product that's had the most impact on me, which is Alpha Brain, which is, helps memory and focus. Uh, as, a, as a guy that's had a ton of uh, um, concussions, uh, as well as just a, a <laughs> what seemed like in the teams a never-ending series of of close proximity blast injuries as a result of breaching uh, explosives, you name it, uh, deceleration, impact injuries. Man, uh, uh, this is a product that really makes a difference. Today, I want to talk about another one because I also suffer from some pretty substantial gut issues. I believe, which I I I got from being in the teams. Um, and what they have is they have this incredible program called Total Gut Health. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with it, you can head over to onnit.com. Now, that's O-N-N-I-T, onnit.com, and, and go to Gut Health and check it out. Now, I'm going to read a little piece from this, all right? And so you better can get a better understanding, all right? Now, gut microorganisms play an instrumental role in protecting the intestinal barrier, barrier fine-tuning the immune system, and metabolizing... Meta- <laughs> metabolizing nutrients. However, some species of bacteria exist more uh, symbiotically than others. Additional probiotics help incorporate the strains of bacteria with known benefits of gut function. Now, this total gut pack that's out there uh, includes prebiotics to fuel the probiotic colonies, carbohydrates and dandelion root, and Jerusalem artichoke pass, and Jerusalem artichoke pass through the GI system relatively undigested until encountering the gut's flora in the, colon, in the colon, where they can be directly used for energy. The latest re- research on gut health shows that each individual's microbiota is a dynamic process that can be altered with the introduction of beneficial probiotic species. The combination of multiple high-quality probiotic strains with prebiotics increases the chances that new beneficial bacteria can thrive where the body needs it most. Now, listen, I, I've suffered from uh, really challenging gut issues since I, I left the military in 2003, and finding this product has has really helped me get a better control out of it and really start to uh, clean my gut health up. So, listen, don't, you know, I guess it would be wouldn't behoove me to say don't take my word for it, but yeah, take my word for it. It makes a difference, man. So go over to onnit.com, get yourself some gut health. Even if you've had any gut issues whatsoever, 
Try the stuff. Let them know how it works, man. Let me know how it works right into me, man. And and uh, I'm telling you, it'll make a difference in your life. That's total gut health at onit.com. And if you're over there too, and you if if you feel up for it, man, you're struggling to maintain focus and and memory, man. Uh, check out the Alpha Brain as well too. That's onit.com. Total gut health. All right. My other sponsor is is Wise Company, man. Um, I don't. I just don't even know what to say. You know, we went through. A hurricane down here in, in South Florida recently, uh, and I got to tell you, it was one of the most stressful situations I've I've ever had to go through. Now, I know what you're saying. You're like, right, wait a minute, Ann Holt, man, you're Navy SEAL. You've been through a ton of stressful situations, and that's true. I have, for sure. But it's a lot different when you're going through stressful situations, when you're surrounded by other Navy SEALs, you're surrounded by other operators, you're surrounded by incredible guys, you know, when I worked at the CIA, uh, and everybody's been trained. This one, man, a little different because now we're staring at the largest Category 5 hurricane in human history ever recorded. It is literally wiping the Bahamas off the face of, of their islands. Uh, it, it, is, it is the storm by which nobody has seen or charted, uh, you know, 260-mile-an-hour gusts at the core of this thing. It's 58 miles off the coast. And I have my beautiful fiance, my father, and four beautiful little girls to take care of. Now, that's heavy stuff for any of us. And if you were a part of it or you've been a part of any catastrophe in the past, of forest fires, uh, tornadoes, you've been a part of, of earthquakes or anything, uh, massive ice storms or, or winter storms, you understand uh, how troubling it can be when you are in your preparation mode and you realize you are not ready for this. And that's a heavy, heavy thing. To not be ready to help support your family, there is no worse feeling in the world. I promise you that. You will hit a moment of, of introspection that is the biggest, most shameful, guilty moment of your entire life when in, in an event like this, you are not prepared to help your family survive, that will destroy you. And God forbid anything does happen to your family or your friends or your loved ones, and you don't have the ability to uh, get them through that, that will haunt you for the rest of your life. I promise you that. And that's why one of the main things that I have in my arsenal of, of preparedness is wise food products, right? Wise freeze-dried food products. Now, this is one, in my opinion, the best company in the country producing these types of of, of, of foods, freeze-dried foods with some of these things have a 25-year shelf life. Um, they taste incredible. I've tasted almost everything in there. But more importantly, aside from the great taste or the quality of the product or the easily storable, uh, easily stored buckets that you can purchase or you know, the value packs of, of three-day, one-month, one-week packs that are available, everything out there you can think of. The number one thing that it brings you is peace of mind. 
Because if all else breaks, you know, all hell breaks loose, there's no food coming to any of the supermarkets. There's all the food that you tried to freeze in your, uh, on the second week in your, uh, with no power in your uh, freezers or in your refrigerators. Everything's gone. Everything's rotten. The one simple thing that you can do is boil water and heat up one of these foods and you can feed it to your family, feed it to your children, and they will survive. So, don't wait another second, all right? Go over to wisefoodstorage.com. That's wisefoodstorage.com. Check out all their incredible products. Um, uh, everything that you can see there is unbelievable. Uh, they have some great sales up to right now. I mean, there's some 50% off sales going on right now. Um, you know, you can get several buckets, an emergency prep bag. Uh, you can get long-term storage. They, they've got survival backpacks, starter kits. I mean, they've got some gluten-free organic products, freeze-dried fruits and veggies. I mean, this company is the best prepper company out there, food, prepared food, uh, quality prepared food company out there. I guarantee it. Um, this is the, this is the company that I turn to for the peace of mind to make sure that, uh, when all hell breaks loose, that my, my family, my girls, my four girls, my fiance, my parents, uh, my loved ones, that they're going to survive, right? They're going to survive because they will have something to eat, uh, from wise company. So head over to wisefoodstorage.com. All right, in your promo code, type FROGLOGIC, and you will get 25% off everything that's the, available at the store. Every single product they have, you punch in FROGLOGIC for your promo code. You're going to get 25% off. You're going to get free shipping, and you're going to get a 90-day, no-questions-asked, money-back guarantee. So go get some camping ones. Start out with the camping ones. Do an order of those because they have incredible camping ones. You stick in your your rucksack. You go out for a day hike. You're at that beautiful plateau. Have a great little meal. Eat that. Come back. If you don't like it, send it back in. But I promise you, you're going to like it. All right. I've, I've been eating uh, prepared foods like this since the military. I'll never forget my first MRE back in 1996. Man, the thing was heinous. Uh, they are still heinous today. But with Wise Company, you're going to get these incredible meals. But most importantly, there's no doubt in my military mind that you're going to get the peace of mind you're searching for uh, for that next great catastrophe because you know you'll be able to feed your family. That's widefoodstorage.com, promo code FROGLOGIC, 25% off everything then. All right? So God bless you. All right. Now here's the deal. Here's who we got. I'm going to get to it real quick because I'm coming up on uh, 30 minutes on this intro. Uh, today on the show, I'll be interviewing Bernie Bernard Carrick, Bernie Carrick, who is an American former police officer, consulted and convicted felon. All right. Born in Newark, New Jersey, he served in the United States Army from 74 to 77. He then worked various law enforcement jobs in the United States and abroad, joined the New York Police Department in 86. He is perhaps best known for his 98-2000 tenure as a commissioner of the New York City Department of Correction and his 2000-2001 tenure as New York City Police Commissioner, during which he oversaw the response to the... Um, the most tragic day in our nation's history, and he's going to chat about that today on the show, uh, the September 11 attacks. Uh, man, wait till you hear his perspective. It's incredible. 
Uh, after that, in 2003, the invasion of Iraq, uh, George Bush appointed Carrick as the Interior Ministry of Iraqi Coalition Provisional Authority. Uh, and then he nominated Carrick to lead the Department of Homeland Security. Over, after that, Carrick hit some challenges uh, with his nanny, also with some tax stuff, uh, and he ended up uh, doing some time. Uh, and now he spends most of his life uh, fighting for the uh, discrepancies in our judicial system. Uh, and he's out there also getting behind American heroes like Eddie Gallagher, uh, in order to make sure that justice is served for them. Uh, man, Bernie is one of uh, an amazing guy. Uh, he's a dedicated person uh, to America. He's a profound patriot, and I just love the fact that I'm friends with him and today that he's coming on the show. Uh, my other guest is Mark Mukasey, uh, who is the founder part partner of um, Mukasey, Frenchman, and Sklaroff. Um, which is law firm. Mark is a renowned criminal trial attorney who defends high-profile executives and corporations in the worlds of finance, politics, energy, media, and sports. His recent work includes three consecutive defense trial victories, the acquittal of Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher in a murder trial that captivated the nation, the first ever acquittal in a commodities spoofing trial, U.S. for first Flotron, and the successful trial defense of a bond trader, U.S. versus Grammons, uh, he has also represented a major corporation in the Deepwater Horizon explosion, the CEO of the leading network, and a Hall of Fame basketball coach in criminal investigations. Mark is a highly rated in Chambers and Partners, USA rankings of white-collar lawyers based on praise from clients and peers. Um, Mark is a fellow at the American College of Trial Lawyers and has been named multiple times by Law 360 as an MVP of the year in white-collar category, including in 2018. Uh, prior to founding the firm, Mark would, was the chairman of the White Collar Defense Practices at two international law firms and the chief and a chief in the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. All right. This guy is if you want to talk uh, powerhouses of, of, of lawyers in this country. And I should know my old man, is, I like to say, is one of them uh, for 50 years. But Mark, uh, is, he's operating at the high level. He's also. A uh, close personal friend with Rudy Giuliani, and he's one of President Trump's attorneys. So these two gentlemen are coming on uh, for this incredible show uh, where we talk Eddie Gallagher case, we talk 9-11, uh, and we talk patriotism. So I hope you enjoy. Gentlemen, how's it going? It's doing okay. Yeah? It's a big day. Big day. It's a real big day. I, I can't believe you're here. Right, I thought for sure I would have run you off last year, after uh, two years ago. Three <laughs> two, years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I first thought for sure I was running you off from the Journey Home Project Foundation dinner, Man, and I'm I'm locked in. I'm in now. You are, aren't you? I'm in. Yeah, and uh, I can't believe Mark that you uh, are so gracious to join us in this event. I'm uh, I'm real stoked. You're gonna you're gonna find a, a a wonderful night of very eclectic and interesting people, which. I see from uh, you walking in with the cowboy hat and the sunglasses that you're, you're one of us. <laughs> it's my honor to be here. It's my honor to work with Foundation, with Bernie, with you. Um, and to be here at this time of year is really special. That's cool. That's I'm also cool. a huge country music fan, so I'll, I'll come to Nashville anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, I 
know we got a, a short limited amount of time before tonight and we jump into that. Um so let's let's just jump mm-hmm. right in and, and I'll I'll cover all your guys' backgrounds in a in a preliminary aspect uh, earlier. But you know, one of the main things, you know, it just seems to be uh quite interesting that tomorrow is the anniversary of nine eleven. Um, a, a day that significantly changed my life um, in many ways, not only sending me to war, uh, changing my life that way, but just uh, the incredible loss of uh, so many close friends, uh, up to including guys that I was very close with who actually died on 9-11, Jason Freewall and Tyrone you know, Woods and, and Glenn Doherty and Benghazi. And, um, and I know, Bernie, you know, this is a, a – probably the most powerful day in, in your life as well too um would you mind just sharing your immediate thoughts about you know what you feel as the day gets closer and and what it makes you feel about uh america and just everything you know uh, a lot of people ask me uh, you know what do you think about on this day this day for me is a day that lives in my life uh, in reality every day there isn't a day that goes by that i don't think about it that i don't talk about it that it doesn't come up in some way it's been 18 years uh, tomorrow but every single day in some way it comes to light in my conversations in my life in my thought process um i i wear a bracelet uh, that reflects the memory of the 23 guys that work for me, 23 cops that work for me. It says NYPD-23-WTC, September 11th. I have the same thing tattooed into my arm. Um, it was the worst day in our country's history, I believe. Me too. It was a day that um, uh, far surpasses what happened in Pearl Harbor. Um, it was a day that I witnessed personally I witnessed the worst in the best in humanity. The 19 men that flew those planes into the towers, into Shanksville, into the Pentagon is one thing. But the best in humanity, uh, the best in humanity came out of the first responders. The men and women in the NYPD, the Port Authority Police, the Fire Department, that basically effected the greatest rescue mission in the history of our country. They took 25 to 30,000 people out of those buildings in the immediate surrounding area, and then they evacuated more than a million people out of southern Manhattan, into the four boroughs, into New Jersey, almost effortlessly. Um, when you go back and you look at, you know, 100, 200,000 people walking over the Brooklyn Bridge from Manhattan to Brooklyn, no problems. Um, it's really a profound reflection on the human condition, right? And what drives the very best of us. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a combination of a couple of things, that being one of them. Uh, I think it's the resilience of the American people, yeah. the New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the perseverance, the dedication, the heroism of the first responders. And also, I think most importantly, and this gets lost in the shuffle sometime, the leadership you know, we had leadership in New York City on that day in Rudy Giuliani that I believe, I strongly believe that in my lifetime has been unparalleled. Wow. Um, Rudy Giuliani was the mayor of the biggest city in New York, uh, biggest city in the, in the country. World, yeah. And um, 
you know, he took control. He got the people through it, um, and um, and carried on in a way that we uh, listen. In my lifetime, like I said, I haven't seen leadership like that. So, from the very moments of the beginning of that day, you know, immediately after the first plane hit Tower One, uh, I was at the scene within seven or eight minutes. I was there when the second plane slammed through the north side of the tower. Rudy Giuliani rolled up about three minutes after that second explosion, and he grabbed my arm and he said, listen, we're in uncharted territory here. And I thought he meant the magnitude of what was going on, but in reality, his uncharted territory in his mind was that we had just been attacked on U.S. soil for the first time ever, putting aside Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. Um, You know... It was a horrific, horrific event, the most substantial terror attack in world history. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just happened to be in charge at the time and did what we did. But at the end of the day, I think it demonstrated heroism and courage um, as I, uh, you know, as as, as I have actually tattooed into my arm. Unshaken courage in the face of death. Um, That's what I saw in the men and women in the first responders. Um, and I lost a lot of them that worked for me. I lost a lot of friends. And, uh, and I'd like your listeners to keep this in mind. I lost 23 cops on September 11th. The NYPD has lost 241 to date after September 11th as a result of cancers mm-hmm. and breathing issues and, and all kind of medical issues that resulted out of that day. So um, that day constantly sort of haunts the first responders. It's really the endless ripples of, of tragedy, right? And we see that at every aspect of our lives. Mark, what are your thoughts on, on this? And how well, did it affect you? So first of all, the person that Bernie Carrick did not credit with incredible heroism that day is Bernie Carrick. Amen. Because Amen. he was the police commissioner in the right spot at the right time and that's historic and his leadership uh, Mayor Giuliani's leadership and President Bush's leadership eventually um, you can't say enough about it it was heroic it was historical it was epic I was working uh, for the Justice Department Mm -hmm. at the time six or seven blocks from ground zero and I remember being evacuated from the building and um, you know, 99.9% of America or of New York City ran away from the Trade Center. Bernie and Rudy and the first responders ran towards the World Trade Center to their incredible credit. I'm a native New Yorker and I'm used to seeing the Twin Towers in the, in the skyline and it was just a perverse, crazy frightful moment to not see those towers there and I uh, I spent two weeks picking through rubble at Crown Zero as a federal wow. prosecutor grad- gathering evidence Wow! I then went to Europe to interview uh, I, I was assigned to the Netherlands I went all over the Netherlands interviewing potential terrorism uh, informants and for me who had grown up at a time of relative peace in the United States I'm a a post-Vietnam baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 
a life-changing, in some respects life-affirming, and in many respects mission-affirming Amen. Uh, moment. And everybody knew after that what we had to do. And people like you and people like Eddie Gallagher and people like in, in, in all the armed services did what had to be done heroically. Amen. It's so fascinating that, you know, there are moments in history that we can all look back to and, and whatever they, you know, whatever time period that you're fascinated by, whether it's Revolutionary War or the Civil War, these really cataclysmic events that change the course of history, you know, we, we they become textualized, right? They're, it becomes almost as if it's, it's bound to some type of... Uh, uh, a, you know, just a, a page that's just in the past. Whereas for us, I mean, these are these are intimate moments that shifted our entire perception of, of all things forever. And, you know, to date, we just, you know, we just had, I personally and, and another gentleman that'll be there tonight, I really want you guys to meet. We just lost uh, another very close friend uh, to, uh, he overdosed last week. And, um, you know, this is my fifth close friend that's overdosed or drank himself to death since 9-11, all resulting from the post-traumatic stress of, of being involved. You know, we have 87 combat-related deaths. We have another 17 training deaths. We have another, what, seven contractor deaths. And, and then this uh, unbelievable amount of, of suicides that we've had since then as a result. And, you know, it, and, and it forces that, that introspection, I believe, that makes you really want to um, attach yourself to the betterment of what America stands for. And I think what, what is fascinating to me is, is that the two of you, and you know, through, I guess, your connection with, with uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, were able to, in, in essence, um, act out on that, that um, incredible devotion to sacrifice and commitment by coming essentially to the rescue of, of, of my teammate Eddie Gallagher. And, uh, and if you could, I mean, it's really just, I mean, we last night, you know, we went to dinner with, with, with Eddie and, and Andrea and, uh, and it, it was just, it blew me away. You know, I, I never worked with Eddie, but all very close friends all, all worked with him and deployed with him. And, and it was just, I was just numb to the, to a lot of what he was saying, or it made me numb emotionally to the, just the atrocities that he had to go through. And, and if you could, Bernie, can you, can you walk our listeners through, one, how you got in touch with the, the, the case, and then how you decided in your heart that you had to become a part of it and then bring in Mark into this? Well, I, I want to touch on something Mark said uh, just a second ago, because I think he leaves out you know, he, uh, he, he left a, a substantial piece out of his own personal involvement in 9-11. Um, you know, a lot of people know him as a very high-powered attorney in New York City, in Washington, D.C. He represents... That's an understatement, by the way, for he, our listeners. And, and, he, and <laughs> You know, this is a guy that... Uh, and as a know, son of an attorney, liar, and at the, as the son of an attorney, you know, for... You know, my old man's been an attorney for 50 years. I understand the commitment, but going through your bio is, is remarkable. So right? he, uh, you know, he represents the president. He represents Rudy Giuliani. He, you know, he's had his uh, battles in court. Um, but what a lot of people don't know, and, and they haven't put the 
the two names together, although it's the same name. Mark's father was Michael Mukasey. Mm -hmm. Michael Mukasey was the chief judge in the Southern District of New York for many years, and he was the man that historically handled just about every terrorism case there was. Right. You know, whether it was the USS Cole or the bombings in Kenya and Tanzania or the, the First World Trade Center or, you know, all these things in some way his dad was involved and then went on to become the Attorney General of the United States for President Bush 43. So, um, you know, it was almost, in, it, you know, it's it's inherent, it's it's embedded in his body. Like It's what, coded. It's coded know, it's in coded, us, isn't it? I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you a crazy quick story. When my dad was attorney general, President Bush in the cabinet meetings would have uh, a different cabinet member give a prayer before every cabinet meeting. And I have my dad's prayer posted on the wall in my office, and it says, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it quick, but it says, it says in the Bible that, that one day Moses was, you know, holding up a, a big rock, and um, as long as he held up the rock, there would be peace and prosperity and that his brother came and other people came to help, you know, as the sun went down and his arms got tired, to help him hold up that rock. And my dad said, as we finish President Bush's second term, let us help President Bush hold up that rock wow. so that we can maintain peace against the people that want to bring war to us and the people that want to destroy what we have. Let us all, cabinet members, help President Bush hold up that that rock so that we see peace in our time yeah and that was the message that he encoded in me like bernie said since i was a kid you just it's just you it it's one of those things that, that those vivid memories those vivid moments where we allow ourselves to be imprinted for that next level of commitment mm -hmm. that next level that's of right. sacrifice that's and, right well and, and that goes to sort of how we got involved look you know i am i i I've been honored and privileged to hold one of the most prestigious positions in American law enforcement. I ran the NYPD, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, during 9-11. I had 55,000 people that worked for me, uh, $3.5 billion budget, responsible for the 12 million people that live, work, visit, go to school in the daily, on a daily basis. Um, in, in my career before that, as you know, yeah. was kind of insane. You know, living <laughs> in the Middle East, working in the Middle East, working for the royal family of Saudi Arabia, for the King of Jordan, all these things. But I have, as anyone will tell you, I have an enormous love for my country, my flag. Um, and one day, February of, uh, November of last year, I saw an article online about uh, U.S. Naval Special Warfare Chief Eddie Gallagher, who had been charged with war crimes, with killing an ISIS terrorist, um, and he was sitting in solitary confinement in the brig, and his family was on a rampage as to why. And I, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, when I <laughs> the first thing I the first thing I'm, I'm I question when I read this article is he killed the terrorist and what. What's the problem? Yeah, what? Isn't, and isn't, is there is there something else no, we need to know? Isn't that his job? <laughs> isn't that why we send these guys to do this job? You know, That's in, in what me, it is. For, it's, you know, for me, probably more than anybody else, 
On September 14th of 2001, that Friday afternoon after the attack, President Bush came to ground zero. And he told me, and he told Giuliani, the people that did this are going to be held accountable. And we're going to send people to make sure they're held accountable and that they can never do this again. Okay, isn't that what we send Eddie Gallagher and guys like him to do? Go kill the terrorist. There's not just once, not just once, but but nine times. Not, right, exactly. <laughs> He's going to volunteer to do it nine different combat. No, no. So, so we send these men and women abroad to do a job, one, most people wouldn't have the balls to do, and two, to do a job to keep us safe. So I read this article, and I, and I just, something didn't seem, seem right in my gut, and I uh, so eventually somebody, you know, through a friend of a friend, Somebody tied me into Sean Gallagher, Eddie's brother. I had a conversation with him. He said, look, would you mind talking to my sister-in-law, Eddie's wife? I said, no. I talked to Eddie's wife, Andrea. Well-spoken, smart, engaging. Yeah, she is. Um, knowledgeable. Force By the time of, I got done. Force of nature. Force. A force, a force great, great a, description, man. A, a nuclear force of nature. <laughs> I'll tell you I what. When we were, just to interrupt you, Rick, when we were decide, when I was on the TNQ podcast with Marcus, you know, we we were one of the, we were the first people to get Andrea on and, and she was nervous and whatever. And so I was like, all right, I really want to call her and just put her at ease on what her role is. And, and I got on with her and within like seconds, man, she was you know, coming at me like a 50 cal about this. And I'm like, oh, my God, people have to hear what you have to say. You know, Mike and I, during the trial, when the trial was going on, I'll get back into how we get started, but when the trial was going on, you know, there were times that, you know, we wanted people to focus on fact. And one of the ways to get people to focus on fact, we would highlight three or four four bullet points. We'd give them to her and say, look, we're going out before the cameras. Here's what you have to hit on. <laughs> and, it, and it was like a freight train. Once she opened up, boom. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I, I, I got the information from them. Uh, I was really looking for more as to, is there something I'm missing? Right. Is there something that happened that shouldn't have happened? Is there, you know, is there a, a hidden, you know, something? Um, then I made some calls, and I called some of Eddie's colleagues. I called the guys that he had worked with, mm-hmm. weren't involved in the case, but here's the word. There were two words they kept coming back with. And these are guys that knew him, weren't tied to the case, had worked with him. Icon, legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? for sure. How many times did we hear the word legend? Yeah. Eddie Gallagher is a legend in the Navy SEALs in Group 1. And I was like, damn, okay, so the guy's a legend. Like, what is happening? So I, I learned a little bit more, and then from that point on, I was sort of advising Andrea on, on what to look for, mm-hmm. you know, what to address with their legal team, why to address it, what had to happen, why is Eddie Gallagher still in the brig? They need justification. There's no real threats to anybody in the case. He's not an escape risk. It just didn't make any sense to me. And finally, I guess in early February mm-hmm. of last year, I called her up one day and I said, listen, you know who I am and, and I believe you trust me. Do you trust me? She said, yeah. I said, if you trust me, I said, I'm going to tell you something that you're not going to like to hear. <laughs> I said, 
your lawyers suck. <laughs> said, yeah, that's a I given, just, right? <laughs> I, said, I just think you you don't have the right representation. You don't have people that are aggressive enough. And at that point in time, she advised me that the lawyers they had, Eddie had, they wanted to push off the trial to November. Mm-hmm. That's like in two months from now. Right. He's sitting in the brig. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, the one thing you don't want to do is give the government more time to go out and make stuff up. You, they, you, they have a speedy trial clock, you know, thing that they have to stand by. Fight, you know, use that clock. Right. Get to trial as fast as possible. Speed kills. For sure. There right. kills their case, yeah. right? Speed yeah. Speed kills. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's so like, I said. It's like football. So right. I said, you got to do kills. this. Right. So I said, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get an attorney to speak to you who's a personal friend. He's one of my attorneys. I'm going to get him to talk to you. And he's going to give you recommendations on what to do with your legal team and how to push them. Well, she made the call. She called me back in about two hours, and she was in tears. And she said, how do I get that guy involved? (laughs) How do I get him involved in the case? His name was Tim Parlatori. Yeah, I know Tim. A former naval grad. um, Good guy. Spent three or four years in the Navy. Naval officer. Good attorney. Um, I called him up, uh, and I said, look, they want you in. And, you know, we strategized on how to do that because, you know, you need continuity. You need to hold somebody in the case that knows and understands the discovery. Uh, You need to be able to get through the case. Um, So you got to keep somebody. But the lead guy's got to go. So the number two would take over. Tim would move in as number two. And we began that process. And it was going pretty smooth. It got a little bumpy. But two weeks after that process. One Saturday morning. One One, Saturday morning. The Saturday morning. The Saturday morning. (laughs) Literally, this is a true story. Because everybody thinks. I remember the reporters when we were in San Diego. They says. Why did you get Mukasey involved for the White House? Right, they were asking if Trump got me involved. Yeah, and I'm like, right. We you, called you out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. What nobody knows is that one Saturday morning, two weeks after Tim gets involved in the case, I get a text, and the text is from Mark, and he said, "Hey, I just watched this thing on Fox about Eddie Gallagher, this Navy SEAL in San Diego. He says I think it's atrocious." What's happening? He says, I really wish I knew someone involved in a case. You're That's, kidding me. No, You're lying. Nothing. You're lying. No, I swear you to had God. no idea, Mark, no he was involved. No. He, he, had no, he had no idea he even knew that. It wasn't public. I mean, it wasn't public. That no, wasn't right. Public. I wasn't. Well, I figured you would have, like, as soon as you started working with him, you would have been like, hey, Mark, I'm involved in this. No, I, I wrote two op-ed pieces. Yeah, I remember People, those. Right. Yeah. I wrote the op-ed pieces, and, and they got a lot of coverage. So I actually called him and I said, what are you, busting my chops? He goes, what? I said, about Gallagher. He goes, what about him? I says, I, I'm involved with the family. <laughs> and he goes, he says, you're what? I says, I'm invo- I says, I am involved with the family. Um, I said, are you, are you serious? No, look, maybe somebody on the outside wouldn't know. I know what he does. Yeah. I know who he works for. Right. I know who his clients are. I'm like, really, dude? Like, this is a homicide case. This is a, a capital murder, you know, murder case, war, the most substantial war crimes case in the Navy's history. History, right. Yeah. You're real, you know, it's going to take a little time, just a little. Yeah. And he's like, listen, whatever they need me to do, I will do. He said, I think it's atrocious. 
He said, I was actually sitting here talking to my father yesterday. We saw this. He said, we think it's terrible what's happened. And I'm like, all right. I hung up. I called Tim Polatori. In Tim's first words, what, is, is he serious? Though? Is this a joke? Is he really serious? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, he seems serious. So, you know, when you're taking a guy that's of a profile like his yeah. and you're throwing him into a case, there's always one thing you're worried about. And, and from my perspective, and I've been around, I've done this a long time, does he want to take over his lead? Right. The, you know, is he going to backseat somebody else that's you know, less experienced than he is. Right. And uh, we had that conversation. He said, I'll do whatever you need. He wow. said, I, I don't have to walk into a courtroom. I'll do all the backdoor stuff. Whatever wow. you guys need, I will do. And my, <laughs> he said, minus one client, I'll put everything else on the side. And, um, you <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to yeah, say. He says, minus one client, I'll put everything else on the side and I'll be there for whatever you need. Wow. So, he immediately jumped on board and uh, jumped on board in a way that I honestly, I did not expect. He came right into a full force, um, you know, on the record, in the courtroom. And that was in, we, we started talking in mid-February. Um, by May, we got ready to go to trial, um, went out to San Diego, and then, you know, a, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, you know, happened in right, the case for right. me. The prosecutor's misconduct. But before we jump into that, Mark, can you just walk us? Sorry, very. I yeah. just wanna. I I wanna get because it for me, I, you know, on a much smaller scale, I I understand somewhat of when you have major caseloads. Your mm -hmm. your your commitment is to your clients. You you know, you, you have you know your your. It's all about the advocacy of the people that are entrusting their lives to yeah. you. And and. So can you walk us through, our listeners through, you see it, you're having this discussion with your father, and then right. what happened? So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I was lying in bed. I called Bernie. I said, <laughs> you got to get me into this Gallagher thing. What's going on with this Gallagher thing? He says, well, I'm in it. I'm going to call, make a few calls. Next thing I know, Tim Parlatori is calling me saying, do you want to be on the team? I said, uh, hell yeah, I want to be on the team. Uh, now, why? Mean, why, though? What? It's, it's, a, it's a murder case. Um, you, you, you're I'll, not tell you, I'll tell you why. Because I have... Um, I want to be in the fight all the time. Yeah. I want to be in the fight on the right side of it. Mm. Um, I feel an obligation to do what I consider to be public service. Um, I want to pay back the people who have helped us since September 11th and before that. So I, I also viewed it, frankly, as a giant challenge, right? The full force of the U.S. government, the U.S. Navy, is prosecuting a guy who's a hero. Well, I want to be on the underdog side. Yeah. Right. I want to fight for that guy. Amen. And I hadn't met Eddie. I hadn't met Andrea. Uh, I hadn't met Tim. Flew out to San Diego. <laughs> Before the trial, um, we had exposed real misconduct on the part of the government. Right. They were tracking our emails. They were basically wiretapping us. I mean, in a in a sort of low level way. They were violating attorney-client privilege. They were trying to figure out what our strategy was. All of that just flies in the face of the Constitution. So uh, we argued that in front of the judge. The judge ended up severely punishing the government for that kind of conduct, threw off the lead prosecutor off the case. Um, he's going to have some serious ramifications coming to him professionally. 
judge decided to throw out the potential most serious penalty. And I've had a lot of serious trials in my life. Right. And being a trial lawyer is like sort of being a you know, vascular surgeon. I mean, you get called in at the last minute and you got to save a life. Not everybody does it. I have made my career doing it. And I thought this was a great place to to spend some time. Had and you ever had you ever gotten into a case like this where where you know you were I mean obviously you've gone against insurmountable yeah, odds I mean, of, of the full fledged of the government. I've been in and all a that. bunch of murder yeah, cases. Right. But I'd never been in a murder case where I wanted to win for the individual. Yeah. Right. I've prosecuted a bunch of murder cases. Um, and you want to lock the guy up. In this case, you want to lock the prosecutors up. Right. I mean, that, that, that's what it came down to. And we prepare, you, you got to prepare for a trial the way you prepare for a mission. Mm -hmm. You have to have a team that's working as one. There can be no egos. There has to be repetition. There has to be sort of practice over and over and over again. There has to be attack plan. There has to be you know, everybody doing their duty. And that's what we had. We put together a great team. We had some Jags on the team. We had Bernie as the godfather. He will forever <laughs> be known as the godfather. <laughs> you know, we had we had Tim as sort of the the storyteller. We had me as sort of the 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 arguing angry guy from the outside throwing bombs. Um, we took a part. I mean in the courtroom there's nothing like being in the courtroom, yeah. right? For me it's like it's it's like for a you know, being on a battlefield. Right? It's being on. It's, it's being on a battlefield. It's on a, a different level. That flow state is just your. That's right. Everything settles it's adre in. Adrenaline. Yeah. You're seeing everything clearly, and we we freaking took them apart, and we took them apart, and you know I would say that Tim hit them in the body hard and hard and hard and hard, and then I like followed up with punches to the face, and you you could feel. I mean, I felt for Eddie and Andrea during the trial because. It's a marathon, right? Yeah. The thing went on for weeks, and and you could feel Eddie vibrating. I mean, Eddie Gallagher is an intense guy. Yeah, he is. And, you know, uh, he's sitting in the middle. I'm, I'm on one side. Tim's on the other side. And you're in the courtroom. The jury's watching you. We had a terrific jury. We had uh, five Marines and two Navy officers paying very close attention. We purposely chose a jury that had... Uh, battlefield combat experience. Huge. Everybody had combat experience. We didn't, you know, we respect everybody that shows up for jury service, but we couldn't use nurses in the VA hospital. No. We needed people who had been right in the game. The atrocities of yeah. war are not something that can it. be, you, you, get you, that cannot be, you know, subjectively, you know, yeah. uh, your perception that you're not, you don't and know. you could feel the heat coming off Eddie's body. I and bet. He was, he was intense. I think we were intense. I think we exposed NCIS for the corrupt, awful, political, just blind investigation that they did. That's an interesting topic because both of you have spent your fair share dealing with uh, corruption on, on, a, on a variety of levels, right? From the criminal level all the way as prosecutors, as, as the you know, head of the... You know, the entire police department. So you've seen the whole scope of it. Was it, in this case, particularly brutal? Because here it is. This is the, the government. This is the U.S. government. It's the U.S. military. It's this contradiction of the irony that we've asked this, this individual 
to not only potentially give his life, which he repeatedly offered up on the battlefield over years and years and years, and now all of a sudden it's being manipulated for some, you know, egotistical win on their level from a, 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 a to promote you know, their career. I, I think there's there's two things that that I can I can key on. One of which Mark talked about it. You both did. But I think it's it's something that a lot of people don't understand. When you're in a case like this and you're Eddie Gallagher, you are fighting for your life, mm -hmm. literally. This prosecution team in the Navy wanted to send Eddie Gallagher to prison and keep him in prison until the day he died. And that's what they were looking to do. So when you have a legal team that's gonna defend you in a case like this, you want a legal team that is gonna walk into that courtroom and fight for your life like they're fighting for, for their, their own. own. Amen. And that is sort of the team that I helped put together. I was 100% confident that between Tim and Mark and the others, when we get in that courtroom, they're gonna battle, they're gonna fight, and they're gonna win because they're fighting for Eddie's life like they would fight for their own. So, th so that's one thing. On the, on the prosecutorial misconduct and the NCIS stuff, I think, I think Mark will agree. We've all seen that from time to time. But in this case, you know, I've never, never seen um, misconduct by prosecutors over misconduct where they not only did something criminally wrong, like... Never, you know, no, never seen anything. No, you, no, you, not, you like well, this, not like this, because here's, here's the problem. They attached tracking beacons to our emails <sighs> without a warrant. Okay, that's, that was bad. But if it was a mistake, if they did it and they didn't think they needed a warrant, that was, that was okay. Then, okay, maybe, maybe you get by with that. But in this case, it was way beyond that. They actually lied to the U.S. Navy judge and told the Navy judge that they did it in conjunction with the U.S. attorney. And they told the U.S. attorney... Total bullshit. That they Holy were, shit! ...that they were actually doing it with the Navy judge. So this was, this was criminal conduct <laughs> followed by deceit on the court, followed by outright lies... And that's what we were dealing with. Now, so here's here's the big problem for me in the end. The big problem for me, and, and Mark knows this even better than I do because he's worked in the Southern District most of his career, right. this, which is the most, the Southern District of New York is the most prominent federal prosecutor's office in the country, right? By far, right? But, Nothing else by compares, far. yeah. If this happened in New York City in the Southern District, the judge would have told the prosecutor, stand by. He would have called the U.S. Marshals. He would have put him in handcuffs. Yeah. He would have locked really? him up. And he would have threw out the entire case. Right, right then and there for a gross violation of What does the Navy right. do? The Navy says, okay. We're going to give you guys NAMs. Right? That one, what you couldn't make that up right there. Well, that's, that, that's a cultural problem, right? That means yeah. you get a medal for participating in a fraud because it's going to make people feel good. Well, that was bullshit. And kudos to the president for reversing that. 
But I'll tell you, there was, on the prosecution side, inexperience, illegality, and incompetence. Wow. I'll give you the three eyes. Yeah. Illegality, inexperience, and incompetence. And I can't say enough about the team that Bernie put together and that Eddie and Andrea. Godfather. That Eddie and Andrea, you know, blessed and supported. Um, there was not a night during the trial that we went to sleep before 3 in the morning. Wow. We were up at 5.30. We were ready to go to attack every witness. And I'll, I'll say this about the witnesses. You, it was your hell week for it Eddie. Was, it was a hell it couple was, weeks. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, and I said this in the in the closing argument. Um, you know, there were a bunch of, of, of Team 7 guys, Alpha Platoon guys that testified. I didn't agree with what they were saying. I don't think that what they were saying was accurate. I respect their service. I'm not going to take that away from anybody. The corruption here was at a higher leadership level. Mm -hmm. I respect everybody's service. I don't have to agree with what they're saying on the witness stand, but right. I respect their service. Um, at the end of the day, they couldn't prove a damn thing that Eddie Gallagher did wrong. Right. I mean, not a damn not one. thing. And whoever made the call, let's move this case forward, let's bring this case, let's prosecute him, let's put him in the brig, deserves to be investigated, if not prosecuted themselves. Because the way they did this was so corrupt. I love the government. I love the country. I think it's individuals that cause problems, not the system Absolutely. that causes the problems. But thank God, maybe thank Bernie. Yeah. But thank God that Eddie got his own SEAL team together yeah. to attack the prosecutors, because otherwise this would have ended in tragedy. Well, the ramifications are are beyond measure. One, most especially for Eddie himself to be incarcerated wrongfully the rest of his life. Two, his wife losing this man who was getting ready to retire after a lifetime of service to his children. Mm. But in the bigger scope of things, as an operator, a young man, potentially prior to, who sees this case and says, my God, if I join the, the, the SEAL teams and, and I go overseas and something goes wrong, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail for right. doing Who's my job. Have my back? Who, who, why would I ever want to do that? And, and in, a, and in a space where we're already, our retention is, is waning because of the fatigue. And I think this next generation is, is, is much different. As you guys saw in much of the testimony, we're facing a different problem. Um, could you guys, as we, we wrap up here, uh, you know, I, I know we've got to get ready and go to the event tonight. As we wrap up, can you can you give your thoughts about the impact on on the positive impact that you guys feel from your participation, the positive impact on on Eddie and his family, and then what it looks like. Why does it benefit America as we move forward? As as you know, the threats of terrorism are still very real. We're in over we're operating. You know, the agency and other groups are operating in over seventy countries around the world. Why is this such an impact? Let me, let, me, let me say this first before I get into the positive stuff, and I think I'll let Mark talk on some of that. I want to talk about the negative stuff. Okay. I want to talk about what it does to a family. I want to talk about, you know, it, a lot of people think, uh, you know, they, they strongly believe in the Constitution as do I do, as I do. Um, but I will tell you, 
as somebody that's been through this, mm -hmm. as somebody that worked with Eddie going through this, a lot of times you don't have the ri constitutional rights you think you have if you don't have the money to pay for them. That's true. If you can't fund a real legal defense, you're left with second-rate stuff. And that second-rate stuff is going to get you in jammed up and get you in trouble. Um, then what happens to your family? What happens to your kids? It's, it's torturous. It's, it torments. It, it demeans you. It demoralizes you. It degrades you. It runs you down. Um, so Eddie was really really lucky one that he had the stamina the, the the fortitude to push forward that he had a wife that was like a rock that he had a family that was so supportive that his his mother and father got on a plane and went and sat in the commodore's parking space outside the commodore's office to make sure they got a meeting with him wow that's the kind of support you need but a lot of people just don't have that so what's happened you know, you get, you get uh, annihilated in court, personally, professionally, uh, financially. Um, it, it's like personal, professional, and, and uh, financial annihilation. Um, that, that's the negative stuff that I think people lose sight of. On the, uh, on the positive stuff, let's learn from this. Learn from what happened. You know, the one thing that came out of this for me is I think the culture in the not only in the Navy SEAL community, but in the special operations community overall. Um, let's go back to the old standards. Mm -hmm. Stop diminishing the standards for these special operations group, groups. You know, let's go back to the guys when, when you and Eddie and, and, and others were joining uh, the Navy SEALs and going through BUDS and, and learning wartime operations. Um, stop the entitlement. Stop, you know, this, this millennial generation has hurt. It's hurting all of the military so much that, so that the, the Army has had to regroup on their basic training and the Marine Corps is doing things, all of them. Um, let's go back to real standards. Let's hold to those standards. I'll, I'll pick it up from there and say that the, it was the honor of my life to wow. be on this team. And I want to talk about teamwork and... You know, in the middle of the trial, Eddie said to me, you know, you're not really a lawyer. You're like a team's guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big compliment, I mean, Mark. That's honestly, a huge compliment. That was a huge compliment. And right after the trial, me, Eddie, and Bernie, separately uh, but spiritually together, got tattoos. Yeah. And uh, Of course you did. That's what team guys do, by right, the way. Right. You know that, right? That's what team guys do is, <laughs> as soon as you finish a mission. And Bernie got this terrific... You know, owed and, and honor to you know his his teammates on on 9/11 mm -hmm. and the guys who passed away and Eddie got a, a terrific, uh, incredibly patriotic tribute to his wife yeah, and to the country. Yeah, eyes. And I got the words on my back, never out of the fight. Amen. And that's what I learned from Bernie and from Eddie, that even when you're despondent, like Eddie was in the beginning, and and even when it looks like the full force of the U.S. government is coming down on you. Um, if you work as a team and you have great teammates who love each other and it is the brotherhood that it should be. The real brotherhood. The real brotherhood. Then you're never out of the fight. Yeah. That's and and I'll, say, I'll say this last thing, Dave. I, I want to finish off with this. To the people out there listening, 
don't ever lose sight of who you are and what you are and what you stand for and what this country stands for. Um, you know, we, this is one of the greatest countries in the world and we're only as great as we are because of the men and women that have fought for it, that have died for it, that have defended it. Um, and that's what we were working for. We were working for that, for those people, not just for Eddie, but for the entire community. Um, what happened to Eddie should have never happened. There are other people sitting in prison today, special operators that are sitting in prison that shouldn't be there. They should have never been put away. There are people being charged with crimes that aren't really crimes. You know what? People make mistakes. If it's a mistake and it's not intentional and it's, you know, stop trying to destroy the real heroes of this country. Um, and for the people out there that go out on a daily basis and do a job that nobody else has the balls to do, keep up. Keep Amen. on doing what you're doing. Amen. Well, gentlemen, on, on, on behalf of, of the Real Brotherhood, um, uh, I, I can't thank you two enough. Um, you've reinstilled uh, a lot of our faith that, um, that it is worth the sacrifice and that there are people that do love us on another level and are willing to sacrifice their time and their their time away from their loved ones in order to fight for us um and so uh, from the bottom of my heart gentlemen uh thank you so much and uh, god thank bless you. you and your families thank, thank you. you let's get a drink amen <laughs> all right man holy cow i i i hope and pray that all the listeners uh really um you, you were blown away by Bernie and Mark. I mean, these men coming in to donate their time to Eddie. I mean, you just can't. It's just an incredible thing for me. And, and I got to tell you, talking to Eddie uh, the night before last, last week's event, um, and the way he talks with such reverence for his team, Tim and Mark and Bernie, uh, and the other lawyers, the other JAG lawyers that he had, his whole team, uh, most especially talking about his wife. This is unbelievable, and, and he's such an amazing role model for for all those out there who who believe in what America really stands for. This case is one of those things, and 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 Mark and Bernie are such amazing guys. I hope you took away something from this show uh, that is about the human condition and why we. Uh, it's so important for for us in our lives to see the injustices of the world, whatever they may be, whether it's, uh, I don't know, supporting a natural disaster or it's supporting a wrongful case or getting behind a friend that's being wrongfully demonized in some kind of way, standing up for your beliefs in the face of true adversity because you know it's the right thing to do. Now, in the future, I'm going to I'm going to do a show on right and wrong. Uh, it'll be an interesting show for sure because I think uh, we're in a time period where that's becoming more and more gray. As each day that passes, things are becoming more confusing, more challenging. But I certainly hope today that you heard uh, from these two gentlemen uh, a genuine focus of their beliefs, a genuine focus of why they did what they do. Uh, what they did, why they do what they do, and why they believe what they believe uh, in this life. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, a big shout out and thanks to Mark and Bernie uh, and Eddie and Andrea and and David and Charlie for the Journey Home Project. Uh, uh, and I also want to thank 
uh, Aubrey and the people over at Onnit for sponsoring me. Go check out Onnit.com. Also, I want to thank uh, everybody at Wise Company. Check them out at WiseFoodStorage.com. Uh, and I uh, and most importantly, I want to thank all you guys. Um, man, it, it's it's pretty remarkable. You know, last week after Sean's show, uh, Jonna and I, you know, as as we do, we were going over and, and checking numbers and seeing what's going on and what the response looks like. And uh, man, we we jumped up to uh, 58 on iTunes uh, podcasts uh, in society and culture, um, and that just blew us away. And and the reason for that is because of all of you. And it just uh, makes it's so humbling and so uh, incredibly moving to us uh, how much support we're getting, how much love all of y'all are showing us. We certainly hope that the show is helping, it's making an impact, it's entertaining, um, and that somehow uh, we're making a difference in this world because uh, that's, uh, that's my mission in life. That's what Frog Logic is all about. Uh, and I certainly uh, can't thank all of you enough for the amazing support. So if you could, you know, go out and, and share it with a friend who's struggling or in need or somebody that just needs some a little bit of pep, you know, a little bit of positivity, a little positive pain in their lives and tell them about the Frog Logic podcast. Share about what it is we do at Team Frog Logic. And uh, if you want to follow me. Uh, I'm on all the social media platforms at Team Frog Logic on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, and I try and, and post a, a, a daily. Uh, I call it the daily dose of Frog Logic, uh, a daily devotional, if you will, uh, to give perspective to help set uh, the right intentions each day. I don't make it every day, but I certainly try my best to get there. So check us out there, and if you want to contact us, if you know somebody that you think would be amazing to come on the Frog Logic podcast, just head over to the website at teamfroglogic.com, fill out the contact form, and let us know who this person is. Or send me a message on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever. Uh, now, it's, it's we don't have a huge team, so it might take us a little bit to get back to you. But certainly, uh, we're available, and we want to know if you know great people, if you know somebody that really understands the human condition, uh, then we want to interview them. We want to bring them on, and we don't care who it is. We don't care what background they have. We don't care where they're from, socioeconomic. We don't care anything. We just want people that have great stories that can help dissect the human condition from their perspective in order to help all of you. All right. Well, that's all I got. So, uh, hoo hey. Uh, God bless all you guys. Uh, and I, uh, I'm, I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful to Jesus Christ. I'm thankful to my beautiful fiance, Gianna. Uh, I'm thankful for to my four kids, my family, all my close friends. Thanks to Bernie and Mark and Eddie and Andrea and David and Charlie. Uh, I just feel so blessed and humbled. God bless you guys. I love you. Out.